0: Hello, and welcome to Game on Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. And today's episode is titled, Happily After Endgame, and we'll be talking to married gamers Scott and
1: Kat. We'll share some of your responses to episode seven, role player Sharon, I Play Them All. And our listeners will answer
0: the burning question, do you prefer to game online with people you know in your physical life, or is it okay for you to meet people in-game? On a recent episode, we talked about one of the three gamer types from my dissertation, the role player we interviewed sharon a longtime mmo player who creates detailed backstories for her characters often using a diamond of character attributes a four sides or qualities of the character that sort of define the actions and behaviors in game for that that particular character these days sharon plays mostly star wars the old republic Rhonda, what kind of feedback did our listeners have for us
1: well, Harrison commented on GameOnGirl.com that he finds role-playing to be a great way to express yourself. By taking on another character, he learns more about the game lore and history. Harrison said he started role-playing as an escape from his stressful life and then ended up enjoying it so much that he continued creating characters. Twitter user David A. at AB Horse and Cat commented that he loves the stories and fantasy worlds games provide. He's going to try Sharon's diamond approach the next time he creates a character.
0: That's really exciting to think about um, someone who's listened to the podcast and is picking up sort of these these tactics and attributes about how to go about making new characters, um, which both you and I were talking about as well in our um, Diablo Three First Impressions, where we were sort of thinking about what the actual characters were like, as opposed to just going in and creating.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sharon really was inspiring. I think that the conversations that we're having, just like when I pl- I play online with uh, my friends or new people, I love watching other people's approach to the game, and you learn um, a more either a more immersive way of playing or a new way of solving a problem. It's it's a, a constantly a learning process, and I was just. I love the idea of story mm-hmm. and the way that Sharon went about story. And I did. I spent a great deal of time this time waiting for Diablo to come out, <laughs> uh, creating characters, yeah. names and backgrounds and spiritualism and culture and everything for some characters I had a good time yeah me too me
0: too i thought i thought about that as well in terms of what what would this character do what would this character be like what would her personality be or what kind of person might she be as she sort of goes in the game so this this idea of creating a backstory in history and you, you sort of engage in the game in, 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 and the history in a more detailed and complex way. And it's really exciting sort of for people like me who tend toward mastery and self-play to almost abandon that and be like, oh, let me create this character and let me think about what this character would be like. So it's, it's definitely a different approach. Um, and that was one of the observations that Sharon had as well, that her gameplay ref- needed to reflect the character itself, like she didn't want to, you know, fly. Um, she she wanted she really wanted to be a smuggler, but she didn't want to fly because she's not good at that kind of uh, gameplay. Uh, create controlling
1: the, the 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 ship itself, so <laughs> she didn't yeah, want to go in and play that know, character. You know, it had the same effect on me yeah. in sort of a different way because I am not a melee character. Mm-hmm. I I don't tank. I'm not very good at it. I'm a very much a distance player, mm-hmm. but I, I liked my backstory for the barbarian so much that I could not wait to create that character and play her.
0: <laughs> See, that's fantastic, and that changes the dynamic of the game as well. And that's that's yeah, that's awesome. That's just awesome. So we thanks, so many thanks again to Sharon for, for sharing her insights, to Harrison and David for their feedback about the episode. That was great. And we here at Game on Girl, Rhonda and I both love hearing from you. So please um, make sure you get our comments to us. And uh, we have multiple different ways. Rhonda, what are some of the ways people can get in touch with us for feedback?
1: Uh, you can comment on the uh, podcast at gameongirl.com through Twitter at game underscore on underscore girl, or you can email Regina at gameongirl.com. Thanks, and we'd
0: love to hear b- back from you guys. Uh, coming up, we have an interview with married gamer couple Scott and Kat. You're listening to Game on Girl. I'm Regina here with my co-host Rhonda. Later on in the show, we're going to share this week's Twitter question, but let me introduce our guests for today. Scott and Kat, welcome to Game on Girl. Thank you, Regina.
1: Thanks.
2: It's good to be here.
0: We're glad to have you guys. Uh, do you want to start with giving us a little bit of, uh, of your, game, your game history, a little bit about um, your game experiences
3: and what kinds of games you play? What we're playing most right now has been obviously Diablo three <laughs> since it just got released. Yes.
2: <laughs> when we can get by the error three
3: seven. Yeah,
0: yes. when we Along can actually. Everybody learn. else, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, but as far as history, I mean, I, I think that as a couple, most of the games that we've played together have been this Diablo and of course the ones prior to it. Uh, Borderlands, we've played Red Dead Redemption together. Little Big Planet. Uh, resistance, Fall A Man, just a lot of the a lot of the general co-op PS three games and a few PC games.
1: How far back does your uh gaming background go, Kat?
3: Uh mine personally goes back to uh probably the original Nintendo systems. <laughs> so probably gaming since I was around eight or
1: nine.
2: Yeah, my, mine's very similar. Uh one one other game, of course we did play World of Warcraft uh for probably six to nine months together.
0: Only? Um, but my, <laughs> you managed only to play 6 or
2: 9 games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a quick quick run to what 80 i guess and then yeah. um we we didn't play a whole lot of in game content but we uh we definitely um uh, my history goes back pretty much to uh, about the same length playing nintendo as as a 7 year old in the mid 80s so
0: Awesome. So you both, have, uh, be, you both have extensive sort of, be, before you knew each other, you were gamers. And so that was sort of a, a commonality or a common interest you had as a couple.
1: Correct, um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, why don't we get started with um, one of our just general questions and ask each of you how you would define uh, what a gamer is or who a gamer is.
3: I guess to me, a gamer is anyone who derives pleasure or their primary form of entertainment is playing games. And to me, it doesn't necessarily have to be a console game or a PC game. I think even people that play phone games or tabletop games those count as well. I mean, I would I would count all that to be gamers.
2: Great. Yeah, yeah. For me, I guess it just just means that you know you're you're someone who prefers to interact with your media and, as opposed to you know, just statically, you know, watching it on the couch or something, you, you actually have some say over the outcome, so. Yeah,
0: that's, that's one of the ways that gaming, particularly, I think, video gaming differs from other media consumptions. You can listen to music and then learn to play that music, um, but you're not actually interacting with the recording necessarily. So so as a gamer, you know, usually we're, we're sort of in there and sort of fighting the fight and making decisions. So.
1: And I think that's where um, media and pop culture is going, even with the, uh, the kind of tired reality television. People want to participate in what's going on in their media anymore.
0: There's a, there's a genre, and I'm sure you guys have all seen the videos where people take, um, they take videos in-game and then they, they mix them to music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like um uh the Internet is for porn and World of Warcraft and um the other one I'm thinking of is Billie Jean. Someone did a Billie Jean World of Warcraft one, which actually took the text of one of the quests and then played it to uh Billie Jean music and then had the night elf who did, you know, Michael Jackson's dance as the sort of character of it. <laughs> And so that's another example of sort of the mixing of media cultures together in terms of um, interacting with the story and interacting with the, the medium of gaming in a way that's different and sort of more sophisticated than um, passively watching a movie or something like that.
1: Now, S- Scott and Kat, you guys have known each other for a while. Do you remember when you started playing games together?
3: It was probably high school. I mean, I used to go see Scott when we were somewhere unofficially dating. And I, I can remember, I think back then he had Mario Kart. And it was <laughs> it was kind of one of those original forms of us hanging out as friends. And, you know, that was long before we were engaged or married. But even back then, we played games as friends.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I also remember playing, uh, what, Baldur's Gate and Gauntlet and some of the console spinoffs of Baldur's Gate together. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, it it seems like we've played more role playing games together than anything. So
1: you, you used to hear if a a, a couple can hang wallpaper together, they're, um, they're they work good together. I wonder if the same play applies to playing games together.
0: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, uh, I would I would think so as well, especially in terms of um, cooperative play. It's certainly a good place to. Uh, to test your skills as problem solvers and sort of how you get along with each other.
1: So did that did that gameplay work pretty naturally for you guys? I think so. I mean, we've
3: never really had a dialogue about, you know, gameplay. How should we do this? What's our strategy? It's just always kind of been given that when we play, we play as a team, and it's always a, a cooperative effort. Like, one of us never wanders off until the other one is ready. It's, it's sort of an unspoken cooperation.
2: Yeah, there, there seems to be some un, unconscious, you know, or subconscious. I mean, when we select classes, we tend to pick things that, that uh, complement one another. Uh, for example, I, I tend to pick uh, dis, distance classes, and, you know, like Diablo 3 I'm playing a, a wizard, and Cat's and playing a barbarian. So,
1: But that's not something that you guys plan ahead, that those Cs or those classes uh, play to your specific abilities,
2: I don't know, maybe, but um I, I think we've just kind of settled into settled into what we're comfortable with. Um, you know, and, and those those just happen to complement one another, I guess.
3: And I think that we know each other well enough that I know Scott's gonna play a distance character, so I'm like, well, somebody's got to be up front taking the heat, and I don't even have to ask him what character he's playing. I usually know, oh, he's going to totally pick this guy.
0: (laughs) So you don't feel like a need to sort of coordinate ahead of time, it just sort of naturally sort of, uh, possibly because you have so much experience gaming with each other.
3: Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
0: Is there there a particular draw for you both to to role-playing games, to the RPG genre?
3: I don't know. I think it's uh, the ability to to do both parts that you know there's a lot of console games that are not RPGs that you can't really mix up any character classes that you know if it's a military type game there's not really any difference between you know his character and my character. It typically is in RPG type games that we get that ability for one of us to use magic and one of us to use fury mm-hmm. and we're able to mix it up more right
2: yeah, I mean t- to me, it's all about character development. I mean, I, I have a hard time, um, you know, get, immersing myself in a storyline where you save the world and you, and you know the characters that are involved don't, don't change over the entire course of their experiences. So,
0: right there's there's a lack of, a lack of depth t- to. To, to, the, to like to first-person shooters, where where you're not developing talents necessarily, or or learning how to play, other than to point and shoot whatever gun you <laughs> you happen to have equipped.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Scott, then when you sat down to um, create your character in Diablo Three, tell me how that process went.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well. So I, I guess I should probably be be forthright in saying that I have several different characters, but <laughs> um, the the character that I'm most interested in, the wizard, um, I tend to enjoy area of effect damage. Um, of course, with World of Warcraft, I played a healer, but I, I do tend to settle on distance characters, and um, you know it, it, there seem to be distinct distinct. Uh, paths that I could take with with upgrading the skills. Now, granted, so far I've just uh, just kind of followed the the um, non elective path of, el- of developing skills. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, it it just seemed like a natural choice to me. I, you know, I I tried each of the classes in in Diablo two and and I thought that 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 type of play style would suit me best in Diablo three. So,
3: what about you, Kat? Well, in Diablo three, I currently have a a barbarian. And almost every game that we play, I am usually the tank-type character. I am I have to be out front bashing stuff, taking the damage. And the probably the most disappointing thing to me as far as characters in Diablo 3 is that there's not much uh, personalization, that yeah. you can choose male or female, but I can't control her haircut, her hair color, anything about her. Yeah, that, um, was, that was the... And I think I... Oh, <laughs> sorry. I can kind of wanna... the today. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. she is totally not what I would have picked as a character but <laughs> I'm going to have to grow to love her <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was the first thing I said With um, I was gaming with Mark when I booted up and, and finally got in on the servers on the first time and I was like where's the character selection screen is that next after I pick my name and he, there was like this long pause and he's like you
3: don't get to make those choices
0: in this game <laughs> yeah
3: it's like that's it well and I told Rhonda I had this moral dilemma that I normally name all of my characters the same thing and I kind of looked at her and it's sort of like but you don't look like my other characters <laughs> and I sat there debated should I give her another name and it's like no no I'll still name her what I named the other girls <laughs>
1: do you change about
3: that barbarian? Probably primarily, she is a redhead, um, and I do not have red hair, and she is extremely large, and I mean, comically large, and in real life, this woman would be like six foot seven, um, because she dwarfs his wizard, and it's just kind of embarrassing, and of course (laughs) in real life, I'm about five feet tall, so it's it's hard for me to look on screen and say, yeah, that's me, the, the one towering over everybody. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah f- physically Kat and I have quite the size dichotomy I mean I you know I'm I'm over six foot and she's about five foot but what's what's funny about the characters we chose in Diablo 3 is that they're kind of opposite the wizard is especially if you zoom in the wizard is tiny compared to, to right. the, the barbarian yeah. so. I
0: haven't I haven't run with any barbarians yet and I haven't I haven't seen them but I, I can I can imagine pretty clearly <laughs> Especially after having played in um, City of Heroes for a while, where you could make your characters really, really big or really, really small. And, and some of the, the people you saw running around the difference between that. So I could see how that... So so do you think, Kat, that it's it's sort of... I'm, I'm assuming you, you identify as a self-gamer. So is it that lack of self-connection that you feel to the avatar?
3: A little bit. I mean, I'm I'm growing on her as I play with her, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't feel that outright this is my character. Like right. I said, I actually paused when I went to go type in her name and it's like, should I, you know, cause, <laughs> right. cause I didn't look at her like I did my other characters cause mm-hmm. they all resemble each other so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, be, it, it will be interesting for me uh, to, to do a follow up with you about this after you've played her for a while, because one of the participants that I talked to in the dissertation study had, um, I had her first character was a male, uh, uh, warrior in world of Warcraft. Um, that she made as ugly as she possibly could. Like, she went through and purposely made, you know, brutal, sort of disturbing face and, you know, and, and something that was just not, you know, attractive at all. And then as the game progressed and and she had the option to change, she changed, you know, to a female avatar. And she said she never felt the same attachment. <laughs> <laughs> she had grown so attached to the to the male persona that she was playing and to that sort of brutal, mean look that he had that she never felt the same attachment once she changed it to a female, even though it was more uh, self-identified for her and, and more familiar that way. She, she still never. So I'm wondering if you'll have some sort of process after you've played the um, the barbarian for a while, if that'll sort of happen, that process will happen for you.
3: Well, I think she'll probably grow on me anyway mm-hmm. um, with her style of play because, admittedly, I also created other characters just to try them out. Mm-hmm. And they were distance characters, and I caught myself still playing like a barbarian. <laughs> I would just run into a group of people, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> I'm having that same problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing, Regina?
0: Uh, right now I have, uh, I have a monk. And I have a witch doctor and That's right. I'm really enjoying the monk, um, but I've been leveling the witch doctor. I played a warlock in World of Warcraft. And so the sort of uh, magic wielders are very and distance DPS are sort of my comfort zone. So I've been I've been playing the, the witch doctor more um, um, for several hours last night, actually. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> um, but I so, keep wanting I'm sorry, what was that?
1: I was going to just ask Scott what what the um, differences were between which and I'm not sure he can tell quite yet, but between the the wizard he's playing in Diablo and the healer he played in Wow. Oh, just everything <laughs> where
2: the blame falls when we wipe. <laughs>
1: Hey, what does that mean? <laughs> uh,
2: um well, so a, a couple friends got us into World of Warcraft and and uh <laughs> they were both DPS and uh you know, I, I got I got shuffled into the healer role, you know, by suge- by strong suggestion and Cat got shuffled into a tank role and um <laughs> those just seem to be the places where pl- blame is placed when uh you know, when things don't when things go awry, I guess. Um I, I don't know. Um, I, I enjoyed playing a healer, but it, at times it felt a little disconnected. It felt like I was in a corner, um, you know, just watching health bars. The damage, you know, it, there's it just seems to be much more interactive, you know. In, instead of targeting people's health bars, I'm, you know, actually targeting item, you know, targeting enemies that are moving around on the screen. But uh, it it just seems to seems to require a bit more focus, you know, on what's going on around my character, my avatar, so.
1: Being a healer does,
2: yeah, yeah. That that at least playing a healer in World of Warcraft to me, it felt an awful lot like I was just uh, you know managing health bars. So
1: now, see, when we played, we played Resistance together. There is a medic in it, and I never saw you play a medic.
2: Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed playing healer in World of Warcraft, but. For more than half the game, uh, I, I had a priest, with, uh, a DPS priest. So uh, it seemed to me to move through the game, particularly with, with a you know solitary play style or only playing with Cat and myself. You know, in, in particular, some of the more difficult quests, I had to, to respec as, as a as a damage priest. So
0: yeah, switching from uh, Holy to Shadow.
2: Yep. And yeah,
0: yep. very different. I've, I I dabbled with a priest in World of Warcraft. Actually, all my alts, I only ever got up to level 50-something, and then I I got tired of (laughs) leveling again. Um. (laughs) But I was trying to level holy, and it was just a nightmare, so I played Shadow, and then playing Shadow Priest is very much like playing Warlock, so I was doing the same things all over again.
1: If you just tuned in, you're listening to Game on Girl, and we're talking to a married couple, Scott and Kat, that play games together, and we hope to find out if there are any differences that they see between female and male gamers.
0: So what do you guys think? Do you you see much difference between play styles based on gender? I'm assuming you've played with other. You said some friends got you into World of Warcraft, so you've played with some other people that you've known. Have you seen much difference in sort of play style or the way people engage the game based on gender?
3: I don't think necessarily based on gender. I mean, I think for each of us, we have a particular play style that's specific to us. You know, I, I tend to be the front forward person that's doing all the damage and the bashing. And Scott prefers to stay at a distance. And that's even in games that aren't role-playing games. I used to tease him about wanting to do the mortar in Battlefield Vietnam. And I'm like, well, I've got a hand grenade, so I'm going to go walk in the town. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I don't tend to notice um, maybe as as much difference in in the play style of of uh, you know a guy versus a girl, but I, I do notice you know maybe a little bit of difference in the way that they're treated by other gamers, mm. um, unfortunately. But
1: <laughs> yeah, what have you noticed? Um,
2: well, I mean, so of course you know there's always the immature segment, but additionally, um, I mean, even even from from the more mature players, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping that I wasn't um uh, just imagining it, but it, it seemed like, you know, the uh I mean they tend to get uh the female players tend to get more more sympathy or more attention. That that may also be um you know, a consequence of the demographic of, of the male players. I don't know.
0: It could be. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard similar things too. And actually the oatmeal had a comic about that. then if you are a girl gamer and you crash in an FPS, oh I'm so sorry, it's okay, honey, you know, that kind of attitude.
2: Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate. But yeah,
3: we also had some people in uh, World of Warcraft treat me differently as a tank. Um, you know, being the role that was supposed to be taking the damage and, and doing the brutal part of the fight. Mm-hmm. Once they found out that I was a woman in real life,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I don't I don't know why they thought I was otherwise, but I had someone say, "Oh wait, you guys are married IRL," and I'm like, "Yes, we're married." In real life, they're like you're wait, you're a woman, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why was this ever in question? <laughs>
0: Well, I was I was actually going to ask you something along those lines, Cat, because because you guys are at least in your in your WoW you know uh, experience, Scott playing a healer, you playing the tank. It, it's the opposite of, of the assumption of of as I said when when I went into the research, the assumption was that women healed because they were they wanted to take care of everybody, which turned out to be totally not true. So so it's fascinating for me that you guys sort of you know own that sort of as a couple, you have that that completely swapped from what people stacked
3: yeah i don't know how that happened <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a lot of it for me and it, it may be a little person issue like i mentioned i'm about five feet tall yeah. in real life and i am always on the lookout for overcoming this barrier of people say i can't do this let me show them mm-hmm. the oh.
2: napoleon complex
3: mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes i have the napoleon <laughs> complex so i love to be the person that is in control doing the most and i think that a tank kind of fits that role
0: right sort of in the middle well it's, it's interesting if we tie back to what um Ryan was saying in the Secret Geek Shame episode when we talked to the guys, Ryan's very tall and he plays a gnome in World of Warcraft and one of the reasons why he likes that, you know, the stature of that is because you know he always feels like he stands out in a crowd because he's so tall, so as a gnome he sort of is able to 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 be smaller and more inconspicuous. That is interesting. Mhm. Mhm. Sort of that opposite. I th- I think this is a sort of a new a new uh avenue to explore but I but I think the sort of concept of opposite of self sort of still relates into self-gaming sort of that getting to be what what you're not or experiencing the world in a different way than you do the fantasy world in a different way than you might your physical world
3: well and I think that is a big part of it because even my my undead warrior I made sure that she was as thin as I could make her as short as I could make her But she still was this rough, tough woman that I couldn't be. It's sort of like if I was able to wield a sword and carry 80 pounds of gear, I would love to do it. Right. (laughs) So
0: it's sort of true. I hear it doesn't pay too well. (laughs) Well, um, I don't know if you guys are watching Game of Thrones, but there's a female knight in um, season two, and and she's huge, and and she's fantastic, and she's a really interesting and dynamic character. And I constantly think, wow, I can't wait until the game comes out so I can actually play you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Regina, ha- have you been able to identify Scott uh, play- Scott's player type?
0: I'm not sure. Um, as as we're as we're listening, I'm I'm hearing. I'm hearing some self, but I'm also hearing some mastery. So I'm wondering if, uh, uh, what you think and what Scott might think about this too.
1: Yeah, I definitely think he's a mix of both. I think that, uh, I think mastery is important, at least when I watch him play board games, he's very much a strategist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I guess, um, I, I like to try just, just to try to get a different experience every time I play a game, um. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm playing games to, to, you know, for for a brief escape from my nine to five, or more like, you know, eight to ten or something mm-hmm. life, and mm-hmm. and um, to have the same experience, you know, time after time, it serves less and less as an as an escape. So I, I I kind of like a variety. I I am guilty of of tending towards uh, distance distance characters, but. um just getting a unique experience and and something different every time i play is is you know worthwhile to me and and you know definitely i i also notice that I'm drawn more more towards um you know again characters that develop in more complicated games so
0: right or, or characters that you can sort of um uh, change and manipulate i I was thinking about if you 're playing a wizard in uh, Diablo three that's that 's one of from my perception I think the the magic classes seem to have the most variety and the most difference of things that that they can do, so that yeah. adds that sort of depth to the character that you might not have from some from a melee um, fighter
2: definitely yeah
0: yeah
1: you know what type of stuff do you want to um... To delve into about your uh, questions in regards to the fact that Scott and Cat are married.
0: Well, I'd love I'd love some ideas that they have, or or uh, if you have a story to share about like how gaming has sort of worked in in your relationship, or or not worked, or <laughs> anything like that that you might want to share with us. That would be great.
3: I think um, we actually were talking about it earlier today. There are some instances that come up that are just... I don't think they would happen with anybody that wasn't a married couple because last night was the first time I actually died in Diablo. (laughs) And (laughs) it was sort of an unspoken thing that I couldn't re-enter the instance. The game wouldn't let me. And I'm like, oh no, I can't get back in. And Scott said, well, that's it. I'm just going to let him kill me. And I said, why would you do that? (laughs) He said, well, I'm not going to go on if I don't know if you get experience. Maybe you won't get the loot. He goes, we'll just start over together.
2: and I don't think that's something... Oh, yeah. Uh, background, this was the butcher at the end of Act at, one. At hope, the end one, not
3: yeah. Spoiling. I died the first time. That was
0: the first time I died, too, on my monk. When when the first time I, died, I did the butcher on the monk, I, I died as well. I didn't recognize that the floor was on fire in different places. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, and my, my very large woman is kind of slow, so mm. I could not escape the fire. Mm. Um, but I think that had we just been friends or had we just been people that long on together, there's no way Scott would have said, yeah, I'm totally going to commit sipaku and just come back later. I think that because I was his wife, you know, he was concerned about us evolving in the game together at the
0: same time. Yeah, in the same pace. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I I think
2: it's ad- advantageous. I mean, you know, specialization plays a large part in 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 these games. I mean, you know, professions, for example, and mm-hmm. being able to you know provide provide um, you know the items that he t- towards each other towards each other that we would normally have to go to the auction house or, or you know, hunt twice as long for, it's, it's certainly advantageous. Um, also, when, you know, when things don't go well and, and you're playing with other players and the blame game gets started, it's, it's nice to know that there's, you know, definitely someone that's always going to be on your side. So.
0: Right, sort of built in somebody watching your back.
3: Yeah, I mean, we actually were talking about the whole gift-giving earlier, that it's, it's funny because it's almost like a real-life situation, like, you know, your spouse comes home, and instead of having dinner made or a nice present to give, them, it's like, guess what I found today? I found a really great spect wizard hat, and I can't <laughs> use it, so it's for you.
0: <laughs> oh, if that's not an example of modern love, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> it seriously is. Hi, honey. I know you just had a long day at work. Guess what I got for you?
3: <laughs> You're going to love it. It's perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just your size. I know from the specs. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs>
3: we were uh, discussing earlier, um, you know, it's advantageous that we're on the same team. But from the perspective of other people, it might be this advent- advantageous because, I looked at the perspective of us coming into World of Warcraft, and we were both uh, character classes that were needed. You know, there's Mm -hmm. always a shortage of tanks and healers. So, the guild was really happy to get us as a couple. Mm -hmm. But when we left, they were really upset. They're like, wait, we're losing a tank and a healer the same time? (laughs) Um, You know, so they were kind of ticked at us. But, you know... I could see that as an advantage, and also a did a disadvantage on the same page.
0: Right, right. Like it was, it was a great package deal when you came in, but it wasn't so good when they got used to having you there, and then you weren't there any longer.
3: Right, because it's kind of given that if we come as a set, it's like, well, of course we're going to go as a set. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Have there Have there been any instances for you and? Since we, we've sensed a little bit of mastery for Scott, uh, maybe not so much as for Kat. But is there ever been a time where there's been uh, strife or um, discord, sort of that gaming sort of brought up for the for the both of you, that you had to kind of work through?
3: I don't think there was necessarily discord. Um, I think there was a some level of discomfort with World of Warcraft, and it was sort of this emotional auto response that I totally couldn't control. And a lot of it was because people didn't know that we were married. Mm. Uh, you know, there's um, a certain social flirtatious sort of background oh, with yes. MMORPGs. Mm. And I would catch other players going up to, to Scott's character and winking at them or dancing with him. And I'm like, dude, that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Step totally off. I know. It's, <laughs> it's like, girlfriend, back off, you know. <laughs> but they didn't know that's my husband in real life. And I'm right. like, this is silly. Why am I getting upset? Right
0: and it's and it's you know it's a fantasy in a fantasy world but but it still resonates you know truly in a real way
3: yes mm-hmm. it's that auto response where it's like i shouldn't be getting upset this is hilariously
1: silly <laughs> yeah well, there's about um we talk about community a lot on here with uh gamers and how much community that they like or that they expect online and also their real life community how much they know about your gaming life and, or if they even know about it. Is a community or socialization important uh, in your gaming lives?
3: I think it's, it's definitely important to me, but I also have a lot of support. You know, my, my brother loves to play games. My parents actually have my Wii. Um, <laughs> So my family's very open to it, and my coworkers know that I'm a gamer. I I requested off the day after Diablo was released, and I was very open about why I wasn't going to be working that day. Awesome. Um, so great. Job. I have, <laughs> I know, I have very little fear of being open with my community, but I don't think that's the same for Scott.
2: Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not necessarily. Um open about it at work but I don't really try to hide it any more than anything else I mean you know I never talk religion or politics at work but I also don't really go into my other interests you know I'm I'm there to do a job and if someone were to well so I have a guy that sits next to me at work and we talk games frequently but I'm you know I'm not talking in a hushed tone or anything
1: what about community in game is that important to you guys that you have some sort of socialization, or are you just satisfied with just being able to have each other
2: I I think being able to play you know have each other and 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 you know play games together just with each other is is almost enough for us I, I I really lament the way that you know multiplayer 10 or 15 years ago meant that you were sitting in a room playing on one console with your friends and multiplayer today means that you're sitting by yourself in a room playing with people that you don't know on the other side of the world and mm-hmm. you know it's it's a little bit, to me it's more difficult to you know sincerely connect with people that way. But I don't know. Maybe Cat feels differently.
3: I don't think I feel very differently. I prefer strongly to be in the same room with whoever I'm gaming with, whether it's... Ta- I think that's actually one of the reasons I prefer tabletop gaming these days is because I'm I'm interfacing with people in real life. And it's become more and more difficult to to play both PC and console games in the same room with people i mean we we had this awful time trying to land together four consoles four monitors to play borderlands with four people and it's like you know it should not be this hard
2: (laughs) but for the record we did
0: (laughs) (laughs) notice it's the mastery player who points that out
2: (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what you're talking about
0: The conquest over the technology. I know all about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with Kat and Scott. I feel like that the industry has gotten away from the community sense of gaming with forcing users to purchase separate games, separate consoles, when playing together in the same room was... Part of the fun. I mean, that's what I would prefer more than anything. And that's probably the reason why I enjoy playing with my husband, and Scott and Kat probably enjoy playing with each other. I mean, I find it very difficult actually playing Diablo, not being able to talk to my playmate.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always this anxiety. and, And I love the fact that the new Diablo, the only loot that's dropped, you just take it because. We used to spend forever in Diablo 2. Do you want this? No, I don't want this. Do you want this? And you know, but if you couldn't actually be in the in the room with that person, you sit there and wonder, did I take some armor that they wanted? Are are they are they mad at me or you know, they're logging pretty soon. Maybe they're mad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they disappeared. Maybe they're mad about this or yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things that I really like about Diablo 3 as well, that it's just it streamlines that part of the game experience.
3: Yeah, there's. it seems like it takes away a part that there was a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. around and caused problems before.
0: Right, right. I, I also really appreciate the ease of, I, I mean, we, we all know, the server issues that, that they've had, which, you know, two million people pre-purchased the game, so... I, yeah. I can kind of understand how the servers might have had issues with two million people logging on at midnight on <laughs> the day that it no. opened. <laughs> Although they might have been a little better prepared for it, um, but I really like the ease with which you can jump into somebody's game, and and you can just you can find your friends and the the banners that allow you to sort of transport back and forth to to where your friends are really make it so you can you can easily from a distance get together and group and game in it and so i think that that's that's a really nice feature of Diablo 3
3: oh yeah i mean even in wow i would have a horrible time one of the reasons we stuck together is because games now are so huge oh, yeah that i I actually can get around cities better than I can get around some games.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> people people will say, "Oh, I'm at such and such. I'm in between these two uh, these two areas. You know, Badlands and Azeroth." And I'm like, "Oh my God, which way do I head?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need a road map. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
0: that was and and that was. I don't know if you guys played um, WoW into um, Cataclysm, but in Wrath of the Lich King they had the portals where you could jump to all the major cities from um, the floaty city which whose name is escaping me Dalaran um, you could get Was to any- Shattrath <laughs> Yeah <laughs> you you could get to anywhere from there like you could click like, oh, par- get to, yeah from Dalaran you could get to any of the capital oh. cities from Dalaran and they took that out in Cataclysm they they took all those portals out because they wanted people to to run the lands i mean you, you could fly then you could fly everywhere with cataclysm as well but they they took those portals out and i was always so kind of irritated with the like it was really nice to just be able to say okay i can get to the closest city and then figure out how to get someplace and then they're like nope we're taking that right. way now so
3: yeah the banners are
0: just absolutely brilliant for they, that yeah they really are I made my banner uh, purple and green um, in honor of Game On Girl.
3: (laughs) Very nice. Nice.
0: I was very happy with that. Now, if I could just get our logo on the banner, then I'd be totally set.
2: (laughs) Maybe that's in the next patch. You never know.
1: (laughs) Uh, You guys seem to move into gaming um, very flawlessly. But is there anything that you could think of that uh, you might make suggestions for, other pairs wanting to play games together or maybe even other guilds who are wanting to play together? Are, are there things that you would suggest, you know, works better than that or a way that you, that you might run as a guild? I'm going to let Scott answer this one first. Oh,
2: give <laughs> <laughs> me the tough one. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, guess, I guess just giving up control, you know, once in a while, you know, letting letting the people that are always tagging along um, and, and, and uh, trying to help you out make make some of the decisions.
1: Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I think maybe, and not playing so much by the book, like I felt that especially in World of Warcraft, we were scolded a lot for not necessarily playing roles the way they should have been played. And a lot of that was based off of our personal struggles. You know, I know as a tank, I was supposed to draw aggro everywhere I went. Um, but directionally, I couldn't lead. So a lot of times, Scott was leading, and Mm. incidentally, would initially draw aggro, and I I can't tell you the number of times that, you know, people are like, why is the healer drawing the initial aggro? And I'm like, because the tank gets lost. Right, (laughs) right. So I think maybe not expecting people to necessarily fill their roles 100%, you know, just kind of going along with people being able to bring their personal... You know their personalities and their personal struggles into their gaming.
0: Right. That's that. That was one of the biggest things that I took issue with in WoW. With with the WoW community was you're supposed to do this spell first, and you're supposed to do this first, and why aren't you aggroing this way? And that sort of attitude that there was one right way to play. And and yes, there might be an optimal way to play, but every player is going to approach their character differently. And truly, that's what should make. An MMO RPG or an RPG of any kind, a dynamic and interesting space to be, because everybody's not doing it the same way,
3: yeah. right? So I think bringing some individuality to it and accepting those individual differences right. is kind of, I, I think, key to to multiple people playing together well, right?
0: Right.
2: And oh. also, not 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 joining Barons chat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Learned so much from watching other people play mm-hmm. especially the exact same characters but even just in the same game you just don't think of all the possibilities of how things can be done how problems can be solved and I love the way the, the watching someone else's process in solving a particular problem I mean it, it expands my abilities and my skill set and my way of thinking
0: right and it, it gives you an opportunity to see how somebody does something differently. We, we do it as teachers all the time. I'm, you know, one of the schools I work for. We're having we have meetings on a regular basis, and we discuss how we give feedback to our students. And it's fantastic because when you're working in a vacuum and you work by yourself, you don't you might get in the habit of doing one thing one way. But when you have somebody else that's doing the same activities that you are that has a different approach, you get to see and you get to learn that way. And it's I don't know. It's really it really does help just to see how somebody else approaches the same situation.
1: Well, Regina, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask Scott and Kat today? Um, I think
0: that that pretty much wraps up our questions. if you guys had any other comments that you wanted to make
3: before we wrap up here, I don't think so, except that I think if more husbands and wives play together, <laughs> it's, it's a very cooperative team building activity Yeah. to be able to support each other in maybe life situations that wouldn't come up in real life you get to be that knight in shining armor to your wife even if it's not in in real life right absolutely
1: i said that's that was a really good observation that that is a really good
0: observation although i'd like to turn that on its head and just say in this situation that since cat is the tank she's really the knight in shining armor (laughs)
3: <laughs> I love being his knight in shining
0: armor. and I think that's fantastic. I don't mind either. <laughs> and that's even better. <laughs> uh, thank you both so much for being on the show. We've truly appreciated having you
1: today.
2: Thanks for letting us join you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, we'd love for our listeners to chime in on what we've talked to. Um, talked to Scott and Kat today about uh, being a married couple or being a couple in general or playing in a guild with someone that you play with in real life in the same room be sure and give feedback on our twitter account at game underscore on underscore girl or you comment on our website at gameongirl.com or you can email regina at regina at gameongirl.com
0: This is Game On Girl. I'm Regina, and I'm here with my co-host, Rhonda. This week's Twitter question included, uh, do you create a character or role play in game, and do you prefer to play with people? Do you prefer to game online with people you know in your physical life or people that you meet online, or does it not really matter to you? So, Rhonda, what did our listeners have to say about these questions?
1: Well, in response to do you role-play in-game, Mark Van Tassel commented, he doesn't role-play as much in-game as he'd like, usually because the game infrastructure doesn't support it. Frostnoodle said, she doesn't role-play exactly, but will create fictional personas if asked personal questions while gaming to avoid revealing too much about her offline identity. And this is to hide her gender from gamers that she doesn't know offline. Right. She she was really protective of that part of our, her
0: identity. She didn't want people to know... Uh, that she was a female gamer, and this came out of you know some really bad experiences she had had <laughs> as as many of us uh, women gamers have have experienced uh, harassment and um, other sort of awful stuff that happens in game uh, to the degree that um, another Twitter user, dn uh, underscore pink fluff, uh, talked about. The website that's dedicated to this phenomenon, which is called FatUglyOrSlutty dot com. Oh my goodness! <laughs> exactly. There's a there's a whole website dedicated to uh, people taking screenshots and captures of uh, messages that women gamers, if your gamer tag on Xbox Live identifies you as a female gamer, um, you often get harassed and and uh, sexual. Uh, requests made and other kinds of of things and fat ugly or slutty.com takes those users um pictures or audio recordings if you know getting harassed on vent and you want to record they'll they'll upload those as well and sort of show, showcases the, the truth behind the you know the sort of harassment that's that happens in game um and i and you know it, it it's 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 a disturbing phenomenon that there, <laughs> that it happens so regularly and so often that there's a website devoted to it
1: well and it goes back to a lot of a lot of um the people that we've talked to have brought up that you know there's this sense of anonymity in game, mm-hmm. and that website sort of makes me kind of happy that it's like okay we're going to out some of you dudes that right or dudettes um, yeah. dudes was global but um <laughs> of what people are actually saying right. in the way that they're acting right um and i also kind of alluded in uh, one of our shorts that wow sort of fosters that kind of thing yes yeah i, I think but, they are very guilty of that yes yeah it's it it's sort of built into the structure of the game a little bit Mm -hmm. but I'm really I'm really glad that it's being brought out literally because it's it's almost like one of those things oh you girls are just complaining this thing doesn't really exist blah 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 you know yeah
0: exactly that that this is this is cold hard proof that the harassment does happen online and it it was Ryan in uh, episode 5 Secret Geek Shame the first episode of live interviews that we did and guy gamers that we talked to for the first time and he had said you know don't do anything online you wouldn't do in person you know don't walk up to somebody you wouldn't walk up to somebody at a barbecue and say show me your tits so don't <laughs> don't do it yeah. online either
1: <laughs> well the other question that we asked the twitter followers was does it matter if you know the people you're gaming with Sheep E and Browland One both commented that it doesn't matter to them and that they're both, they both found friends gaming online. Rancher Nikki said she really enjoys playing with people she knows and that it's a great way to stay in touch with friends long distance. Missing Chapter pointed out that what game is being played makes a big difference in her experience and that World of Warcraft was much more fun for her when she played with friends sort of the consensus I think that came out of that discussion it was a
0: really interesting really dynamic discussion we got to have on Twitter about this about this question um, even if you meet the people online the more you get to know them and the more more familiar you become with each other um, those relationships sort of blossom and make gameplay just that much more engaging and interesting and, um, and that is is part of the value of, of gaming especially online gaming for the people who, who play online, making friends, playing with friends. Um, I had a woman in the study who talked about playing Animal Crossing on the Wii with her nephew, who was several states Mm -hmm. away, and so that was a great way for her to sort of connect um, I had that experience in grad school where I would be gaming with a friend of mine who was also in a Ph.D. program on the other side of the country. You know, we weren't in a program together, but we would both, you know, hop in game and, like, talk about some of the things we were struggling with in our, in our Ph.D. programs, even though we were, you know,
1: 3,000 miles away. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've got – I'm trying to figure out a way to – get online with my brother on PlayStation to play games with him so that I can find another way to connect with him because we've got we have several years difference between our ages mm-hmm. and so we've we've always been in a completely different era in our lives mm-hmm. but he's he's really thrilled at the idea that I'm a, I'm a gamer now <laughs> and he's he's a Gran Turismo Grand Theft Auto type of guy, which I I don't do racing games, but that would be really fun to connect with him that way.
0: Yeah, it would be, and and it it can be sort of a a, a common a commonality creator. I I have the same thing with my my brothers are are. Much older than I am, and I was the whoops of the family. We have this the same the same family, but my, my brothers are twenty years older than I am. So, the, oh my goodness, the gap between us is is significant. And um and they don't, you know, I've been trying to, to get them into some some of the gaming that I do, and they just think it's kind of nuts. But I mean, they they support me, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. they they haven't really crossed into it. And I I want to at some point see if I can get them all involved in Rock Band because I think that it would be kind of crazy to um to get them all playing rock band together so i
1: wonder what it would be like to uh compare a personality approach the way different personalities in real life approach uh new people Mm -hmm. uh approach people like at a party that they don't know or approach people uh to make new friends Versus the way that they approach people in game. Because right. when we talked to Mark and Ryan, mm-hmm. I told them about my hesitation to play with strangers online because I just, I don't want anybody crapping on my parade. <laughs> right. Basically. Exactly. And they invited me to play with them. And right. I was like, well, that's, that's really nice. I think I would actually play with someone that I hadn't met because I've talked to them and they were very nice. But I'm still very hesitant when I get on to Diablo Mm -hmm. to even though that we have friended each other to ask Mark and Ryan to play because you're thinking, oh, maybe I won't play the way they like. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I wonder how they like to do this and I wonder if they'll be annoyed because I'm not the right level. But that's kind of the same way that I might approach a new person right know, in real life.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That same sort of I, I was thinking about this, too, how. As you get older, it becomes more difficult to make new friends and, and to create new communities and how long it can take you to get to a point where, you know, you have a, a sort of solid network of friends if you've moved to a new area. And I have lots of experience moving every few years. And so I've had to do this several times in my life where I create a new a new community. And um, and games has been, a, uh, been the way when I moved to where I am now that I fostered the community that I have. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really you know literally the best friends I have in this area I met on uh, Craigslist because one of my friends put out a call to for for you know people who wanted to play board games, and that was it. And that's how I met you know some of my best friends. And so as a as a as a group thing, it's it's fantastic. Um, and, and you do wonder, you, you question, you know, who's going to be into what kinds of games and who wants to be doing this and what kind of players are they going to be. And I can tell you from experience that, that Mark is one of the most supportive uh, gamers I've ever worked with and, he is, and I've ever played with. And, and he's really good about sort of, you know, making sure you're enjoying your experience gaming because it's important for him to feel like everybody's engaging and, and enjoying and getting out of it. What they want. And so, so cool. he would be very open. So, so I wouldn't be afraid of <laughs> <laughs> jumping into his game. I think he'd be very open to it. So,
1: well, every day on Twitter, we ask a new question. Give us your opinion, and we might share it on the next episode. So, you can follow us on Twitter at game underscore on underscore girl. You've been listening to Game on Girl. I'm the co host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at RHO, RHOOM. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, and you
0: can follow me on Twitter at DocLiz with two Zs. And we'd like to give our thanks to Scott and Kat for joining us on the podcast today. It was really fantastic to be able to interview the two of them together and talk about their dynamic gaming as a couple. Game on Girl is available to download on iTunes and Stitcher Streaming, which is available for iPhone and Android mobile phones. These links, uh, along with references made in this episode, can be found on our website, gameongirl.com. You can also leave comments through Twitter at game underscore on underscore girl, or email us at regina at gameongirl.com. This podcast is recorded with audacity and the theme song good day by triple Fox is recorded under a creative commons attribution license. Thank you so much for listening and until next time game on.